Welcome to Healing Wisdom, a Thursday morning talk show featuring guests sharing their stories and knowledge. We discuss the healing aspects of the arts, metaphysics, social justice, and adventure through all types of terrain. So join me, Pandora Peoples, here on WOMR 92.1 FM in Provincetown and WFMR 91.3 FM in Orleans. We're streaming worldwide at WOMR.org. Our theme music is provided by Mazin. You can find her website at mazinmusic.com. That's M-A-E-S-Y-N. Hello, hello, hello out there. I am so happy to be here with you on my Healing Wisdom with Hiroya Skamoto. He is a guitarist, composer, storyteller, and he specializes in finger-picking guitar, and we're happy to have him here today. So thank you so much for joining us. No, thanks for having me, Andrea. I really enjoy hearing your stories about how you compose and you have an interesting way of like looping music and doing vocalizations over vocalizations and vocalizing with yourself live, which gives it kind of an immediacy. And you're coming to the Wellfleet Preservation Hall July 7th. So Mm -hmm. folks can go to Wellfleet Preservation Hall's website to see you perform. Can you talk about how you began and you talk about growing up outside of Kyoto and what it was like musically for you. Like what were your early impressions? Uh, So my parents were uh, playing music as a hobby. Uh, So I grew up uh, with uh, lots of uh, American sixties music. And one day when I was in middle school, my dad found a a used banjo at the thrift shop and he brought it back home one day. And he said, uh, this is called a, a banjo, which is an American instrument. And do you want to play it? And I was like, oh, that looks cool, but I want to try it. So, yeah, that was my first instrument, my, my own instrument. But, you know, I grew up in a small town, so there was no way to find the instructors. So I tried to, uh, you know, imitate from the record, but it was very challenging because the bluegrass is very fast. And my friends were playing guitars, so I started playing acoustic guitar at the same time. Cool. So when you say 60s music, you're talking like just folk, or were you listening to rock and folk? Like, was it? My family, in our house, the, the music they were listening to or was the Carpenters, and Simon Garfunkel's, those uh, good stuff, you know. So you received a scholarship from Berkeley College of Music, and you came to the U.S. from Japan at that time, right? Yes. You fused this folk with jazz and world music styles. What was your next big adventure after high school? What did you discover when you came here? Did you feel like maybe coming to the place of some of the musicians that you were listening to was Mm -hmm. kind of inspiring? Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, I think it's a combination of uh, different things. Uh, one is uh, uh, inspiring. And, uh, you know, I thought, you know, I was kind of good enough after high school. But when I came to Boston, seeing all the musicians from different places, I was like, wow, they can really play so well. And so I, I, I struggled at the same time. But I made good friends through, through Berkeley. In Boston, so I think two two things were going at the same time. How did you first start composing your own music, and when did you add lyrics <clears throat> to it? In high school, I started writing songs, pretty much simple songs, 
with just the chords and the lyrics in Japanese. I know there's some songs that I heard that you have, I think your lyrics were like poetry. I, it sounded like there was all, a fusion of all kinds of different styles. Like one of the songs that I liked mm -hmm. the most was about a mountain and you Habamak. Habanak. Yeah. And I felt like there's almost like a Celtic kind of sound to it. Is that? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a good point. Um, okay. Do you want to share this story? Sure. So there's a there are two mountains near New Haven, Connecticut, a little north from New Haven uh, in Hamden uh, called the Sleeping Giant. And in native language, they call it Habamak. That's the people's, people's name. And... Uh, there's a university next to a sleeping giant, Kunipiak University. And one of the professors there, uh, whose name is Luis, uh, originally from Argentina, uh, he comes to my show pretty often whenever I play around New Haven. And we became friends. And before pandemic, uh, I was playing shows in New Hampshire and Vermont, I, I remember. And he called me up one day and he said, uh, why don't you stop by here? So I stopped at Hamden, where he lives. And me and Luis did a, a trail walking uh, through a sleeping giant. And it was a very ex inspiring experience for me. And uh, later on, he asked me to compose a piece about sleeping giant. And he, at the same time, he sent me uh, uh, several books about sleeping giant and tried to study about this place before composing. And uh, so I tried to read those books he sent me. Um, after that, I composed this piece. And uh, after composing, I played this piece. Uh, the Kunipiak University invited me to play this piece there. So I played this for the piece for the first time at the university about a couple of years ago. Hey, I'm 
beautiful. It's really beautiful. And it feels to me like very atmospheric and kind of haunting. I can see how your music could be used in a lot of different things, like mm-hmm. as a soundtrack. Yeah. Well, thank you. Have, have you thought about that? Yeah, I'd yeah. like to do it. But I, <laughs> at the same time, a lot of my yoga teachers use my music too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Meditation. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about your looping. It, it's mm-hmm. it's really fun. It. So when did you start doing that? Uh, about uh, 15 years ago or so. I use it only for my practice. You know, I uh, record the track and I just uh, try to practice the lead guitar or something. But uh, I started using for my live shows about 10 years ago when I started playing the solo shows to make my solo show a little more interesting. And I like making the dynamics from the quiet to loud. And I want to make the entire show almost like a one big picture, you know, going like up and down. So the looping with the, you know, layers with the voice and the guitar uh, would help to make little more dynamics. Yeah. yeah, I feel like it really does create this like <clears throat> tapestry or multi-dimensional yeah. tapestry of sound. It really adds a lot to it. Yeah, thank you. Again, you will be at the Wellfleet Preservation Hall. That's July mm-hmm. 7th. Yes. And so folks can get tickets now. Yeah, so you do this like a uh, storytelling. So you're going to do a little storytelling between songs. Yeah, yeah. I learned this uh, like style from uh, American folk singers. You know, oh, before yeah. before that, I was playing lots of jazz music. Jazz musicians play; they don't usually do that. You know, they just focus on music. But when I saw this uh, folk singers at the folk festival, I was like, "Wow!" And he can really like attract audience, like in his world with the stories too. And I was like, "Whoa! I want to try it." <laughs> Very cool. So I am going to be playing on from coast to coast. And um, I would love for you to tell us a little bit about that.
from coast to coast, this was a song that was like one of your first. Was I was playing with the uh, ensemble work, uh, group for a long time, mm-hmm. but I started playing as a solo about 12 years ago. And this is a, a, one of the first pieces I composed for just a solo guitar. And uh, I still play this piece. And, you know, it's, it, it is interesting because I wrote many songs. And some songs I played with just a couple of times at the shows. And this song has a durability. And I just, you know, I don't mind playing this piece like always. You know, so this is one of the songs I always play. So what is your songwriting process? Like, do you, like, do you get lyrics first? Do you, do you hear the melody? Uh, And are there environments that inspire you or sort of spaces that you get into from like a more mental place? It varies, but uh, before pandemic, I was traveling all the time and I wrote most of the songs when I was on the road. And I thought, you know, the music comes easily when I'm in different places, you know, seeing different sceneries or meeting new people. And maybe that is true. But in the pandemic time, <clears throat> I had to stay home whole time. And I thought, you know, I had no inspiration. But, uh, you know, I try to write songs just thinking about music. And uh, I was able to write songs. So it's still a mystery, you know. Is there anything else that you would like to share about what you've been up to lately? Yeah, I've, the shows are gradually picking up. So I enjoy going to different places to perform, sharing, uh, uh, yeah, what I do. Yeah, so I hope to be back to uh, uh, Well Fleet for the first time. And this show was originally scheduled like two years ago. Oh, wow. And uh, it got canceled, of course. And uh, finally, they rescheduled this date, July 7th. So I look forward to it. Cool. July (laughs) is a perfect time to be here. Lots of people and lots of beauty. Time Just for the Cape Cod. So beautiful here. So, yeah. so everybody can come out to Wellfleet Preservation Hall July 7th to see Hiroya Skamoto. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you, Pandora. You've been listening to Healing Wisdom at Outermost Radio. All of our shows are podcasts at WOMR.org. Also check out HealingWisdomRadioShow.com and contact me at Pandora at WOMR.org.